Today's episode of Drunken MMA is brought to you by Craft Hounds. Craft Hounds delivers fresh local beer to your doorstep in minutes. For free delivery, use our promo code NARCAST at checkout. For more info, visit crafthounds.com. Yeah. yeah! Welcome to another episode of the Drunken MMA Podcast. Yeah. I am your man, Drew L. Mantasico Smith, and sitting in with me are... My, the homie, Janar the Ouch, Sutton. And we have, sitting in with us, a special, special guest. guest. Special guest. Go ahead and introduce yourself there. Big Dog Chihuahua. Jamie, <laughs> Big Dog Chihuahua. In the building, man. In the house. What's Happy going holidays. on, man? Thanks for being on the show, dude. No problem, man. It's, 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 a, it's a blessing. Thank yeah. you for having me. It's pretty cool because we met at pretty much Poor House. Uh, that's yes. our stomping grounds for all three of us. We usually go to uh, Poor House and have a couple drinks. And uh, we found out that you're a fellow broadcaster as well. And you podcaster, like to- but yeah, more specifically, uh, I had my own, uh, you know, station over back home in Chico, California, uh, KZFR. Shout out to KZFR. I was I was there. I trained there for months um, on everything. I I did advertisements. I learned from the best. Mm-hmm. It, it was great, man. Yeah, so happy to be here. Happy to be a part of the uh, San Diego family. If you yeah, would. that's what's up. Well, welcome to San Diego, bro. Thanks, man. And uh, so obviously you're not really that familiar with drunken uh, with the MMA. No, so I'm gonna do my best. Yeah. To, to feed off you guys and oh. feed off uh, uh, all you guys' energy here. <laughs> the holiday yeah. energy. You're more into the baseball and the football and basketball, stuff, right? football. Oh, that's yeah. that's my game. Oh but, yeah, uh, yeah. He likes Lonzo Ball. Oh, okay. Oh, man. Okay. If you had to put Lonzo Ball in a fight with a fighter, any fighter, woman fighter, who would you put him a fighter with? Oof. Who would you put him up against? Oh, oh no. Lonzo, um, just to see his, just see his get his ass whooped. Um, I would probably put him <laughs> against Paige Van Zandt, little, little 115 pounder. Uh, has no reach on Lonzo. Oh, right. But Lonzo got no game. Oh, so. man. That's but like, like, I would like to, uh, I would like to see an MMA fighter actually fight Lonzo's dad, not so much <laughs> Lonzo. Because um, Lonzo's not a bad kid, right? man. Lonzo seems like a cool, chill little guy. Not little. He's way yeah. taller than me. Yeah. I probably outweigh him, though. But, but anyway, I, w- I would, dude, I would love to see, like, uh, fucking, let's go, let's go. GSP against fucking Lavar. Oh yeah. man, you're, yeah. you're you want to terminate him, <laughs> the Terminator. I would like to see Charles Barkley in his prime go against GSP in his prime. Because Charles Barkley was he Holy he was a, he was brutal smokes. as a he was a great defensive ball player. He was brutal, but he was fat. He would never make weight. No, nah, yeah. Uh, no, no, I don't know, dude. Give, give him a couple pints, mm-hmm. maybe you'll come through. Yeah, he's a drinker. <laughs> That's funny. All right, before we get into the show, though, I do want to say I'm pretty bummed out right now because just before we started the show, I'm gonna be honest with everybody. Ooh, ooh, ooh. All, I know, I know. <laughs> well, first of all, I want to say I hope everybody had a great holiday. We we mm-hmm. uh, coming coming off of you know Christmas holidays and stuff with uh, the New Year's right around the corner. But anyway, before we was gonna podcast, I was like, I'm gonna go home and get my jog in. I'm gonna. Um, I'm going to do some research because we're going to do best of tonight. And sure enough, I just got, I hop in the shower. I get out the shower. I'm getting all dressed. And then sure enough, my dumb ass with long ass fingernails putting, trying, I was trying on t-shirts because I, you know, I'm losing a little weight. I'm admit it. I've lost like 15, 20 pounds. Were, so were, I was, were you trying on t-shirts to look good for me? No, no. I was trying on t-shirts. So I thought <laughs> I had, I forgot that, that time was, it, was passing. Was it for your grinder date? It's for my grinder date. And so grinder, yeah, this is sponsored by grinder. Thank you very, very much. But, uh, so basically I was like, 
Uh, I was trying on a t-shirt and I was taking it off and then my fingernail ripped, literally ripped my, I, for those who don't know, I have nipple rings and it ripped my, uh, my nipple <laughs> ring piercing out oh, of the, I bet, I, almost out of my nipple. I bet none of our listeners know that you have nipple rings because yeah, well, we I don't, don't yeah. we don't like broadcast right, exactly. top, topless yeah. on video. You probably want to so, know what you look like now. Yeah, they, yeah. They, so now I'm, bleed, about your I'm bleeding all over the place. <laughs> now I'm just, now I'm nipple, nipple ringless on one of my nipples and it, and now I'm distracted. So now I'm back in the game though. I'm ready to do this. We got a lot of drunken MMA news. We have, we're going to cover Risen. Uh, Rising FF8 World Grand Prix. We're going to talk a little bit about our best ofs, where it comes to the best fights, upsets, knockout submissions, and fighters to watch in 2018. Plus, we're going to talk a little bit about mm. UFC 219, but hey, which is happening what, imagine, Saturday. Imagine my surprise, though. Imagine my surprise. Dude, oh, I, knock, I forgot to I add knock, that. I knock on the door. Okay, you I knock on the door, and here comes this big, hairy black man, <laughs> shirtless, yep. with his tits bleeding. Merry Christmas. Um, you actually did look weirded out like I was like in the middle of something. You're like, oh, dude. Yeah. yeah. Uh, are you and Jamie in there like half naked or something? But I was literally, I was like, well, I need to answer the door. Because I know, I heard my messages going on and off. Because I had my, I was charging my phone in the living room. And then I was like, well, I can't put a shirt on right now because I'm bleeding all over the place. And I was like, well, Drew's going to have to see me half naked. So at least I put, at least I had some pants on. Because originally I just had my boxers on. So it's like at least the least thing Thank I could God. do right now is at least put some pants on. So at least I saved you from at least me just being in my damn boxers. <laughs> I didn't know you had that back afro though. Oh, dude, and, and see, that's what I'm saying. See, now we're we're brothers now, man. See, if you can see the see the back hair on me, man, it's crazy. But you know, I should be Jannar the back hair Sutton. That's what I should be, or the back bush or something. You should be back fro. <laughs> yeah. I should. You know what? I think I might be the back fro ouch Sutton. <laughs> Seriously, I'm changing my name now. Jannar the back fro ouch Sutton. Sorry, right, anyway, I, sorry, just man. To I didn't mean to put you on the spot. No, I wanted, to, I wanted to share that story <laughs> that because really I was really stoked to like, you know, find out like what my best fight was and stuff like that, even though I had a busy day. But then that happened and I thought it'd be kind of funny to share because so we do a uh, big shout out to some of our, our, our uh, loyal listeners. We do have listeners that like, like to, you know, tune in and I think sometimes adding that little personal life experience. Um, can like kind of add a little extra to our to our show. So, yeah, I think it's um, I think it's kind of funny when we. Yeah. Some of that oh, yeah. Oh, in yeah. There. You know. Um, so anyway, let's get right on into our drunken MMA news, man. We have uh, a few things that we want to talk about. So uh, so what's going on with uh, looks like Nate is retiring with a 35-19-2 record. Yeah. Nate the Great Marcor is retiring after a I believe it's a 20 almost a 20 year uh, professional MMA career. Uh-huh. He finishes at 35-19-2. Nice. Uh, Nate did beat. My original jiu-jitsu coach, Dean Lister. Oh, nice. Way, way back in UFC in like 2006. Um, I believe the fight went to decision. Although after the fight, and I talked to Dean after this, and Dean says he got he, he took a knee in like the first or the second round, and he was like, man, I really don't remember a whole lot after that right. until later on in the club, hanging out, drinking beer with the ladies. But... um you know, Nate Marcourt had a great career. He went from, uh, I mean, he fought a lot of jiu-jitsu tournaments. He did a lot of sambo tournaments. Yeah. He did UFC. He did strike force. He did nice everything. Wow, I mean, this a, this guy was all over the He was the a middleweight, place. too, yeah. huh? Um, yeah, but he fought at uh, 185, and he also fought at 170. 
Okay. So for the, those of you that don't know, 185 wow. is middleweight, 170 is welterweight. And Nate's a big dude. Nate's, yeah. Nate's a big dude. Nate probably, I'm guessing he probably walks maybe around 210 pounds. So to fight at 185, to fight at 170, that's that's a hell of a drop. And if you look at the guy, I mean, the guy's the guy's pretty goddamn pretty goddamn stacked. I mean, yeah. he, he's a he's a big guy. There's not a whole lot of places he can lose weight from because right. he's he's. Pr- Pretty goddamn muscular guy. And was his last fight uh, UFC Fight Night uh, where he lost against? Uh, wasn't it UFC Fight Night One Twenty? Right, we covered that. He lost to a split decision against uh, what was that dude's name? Caesar. Um, uh, Caesar Ferreira. Yeah. Um, was that his last fight? Last uh, I don't know. I would. I would actually have to go back and look because yeah. some of some of these things, like um, we just pulled up like a, a little page on MMA Junkie just to kind we of shout out the MMA where Junkie. His, his last fights were, right. but I believe the last fight was Caesar. Yeah, it was Caesar Ferreira. That really? goddamn. Yeah, and um, when uh, when Caesar Ferreira won that fight, and I I posted it up, uh-huh. like there was all these like chicks jumping up on the Instagram and the really? Twitter, like, oh my god, who's this Caesar Ferreira guy? Because I mean that guy looks fucking ripped. I mean that oh, guy's wow. that guy's a goddamn beast. I mean he he looks like every guy wants to look, you know. Yeah. So um, you know, and Nate Markart's not far behind that. I mean Nate Markart physically looks like a really really strong, very very fit specimen, you know. Um, and he is. I mean he he is a badass, especially when it comes to. Uh, like his wrestling, his jujitsu, his submissions, and everything. He is a master on the ground. He started to get his striking together kind yeah. of late in the, his career, and that might have been what led to like him not having as, you know, uh, a couple more years in him. Is I I think he just kind of like his striking wasn't where it should be. Yeah, for, uh, on, on that topic, that's impressive, man. Like again, for someone who's uh. A uh, sporting fan outside of the MMA, how does a guy in MMA at 18 years last so long? That's impressive. You want to talk about football and, and their concerns with yeah. uh, injuries and, and um, you know the you know the the the, the brain and, and the and concussions, the those C- kind of concerns. CTEs and yeah. yeah, yeah, that's impressive to me. I, I don't think MMA gets enough attention, right? Or m- enough respect in in the sense that someone like Mark here has lasted 18 years right. in, a, in a, a sport where yeah. you physically actually get beaten. Mm-hmm. That's the the uh, that's the idea of the sport. And um, headshots are uh, at an extreme. So that's impressive. Yeah. You know, kudos. You know, congrats to that guy for a great career. And uh, just, just uh, citing a little bit of statistics here. Um, he's fought 23 uh, middleweight fights, which is like the second most in divisional history. Wow. Uh, I guess he. Uh, I guess Michael Bensman has him beat with the most, and Michael Bensman is older than uh, than him, right? By a few more few years, I, I believe, right? Yeah, I'm not. I'm not sure about their ages, but yeah. I want to go back to what uh, Jaime or Jamie mm-hmm. yeah, Jamie yeah, said. Right. And um, so when you when you talk about being 18 years in in this sport and taking the headshots and taking this. Being a being a jujitsu guy, being as good of a ground guy and a, a jujitsu guy mm-hmm. as Mark Hort is, you're not going to take 
as many of those like straight up shots as like you know a guy that wants to stand and bang and stand and strike and so so yeah you might you might be 18 years in this sport you might take a lot of damage but you're not taking a a lot of those headshots because with jujitsu you're taking the guy to the ground and you're taking a lot of that momentum away from somebody's striking power and punching power kind of reminds me of uh uh, an NBA player, uh, a guy in the NBA who's been in there for a while, is Zach Randolph. Yeah. Never been the most athletic guy, but he's grounded, as in that he's taken his career to where it's at because he doesn't physically have to, it's not as demanding on him because he's always relied on his ground and pound basketball game, if that makes sense. It's like he's always relied on the fundamentals, and it's your background that matters. And, and, and how you um, approach your career. So, yeah, man, I, I get it. I totally get it. It's awesome. Yeah, and I mean, if you, if you some, of the, some of these guys that are in MMA, uh, you know, depending on what their prior sport was or lack of sport, mm-hmm. you know, some, some people may, like, say you got a guy that he played football for junior high for two years, and mm-hmm. he goes and he plays football uh, high school for four years, and he goes and he plays college for four years. Now you've got, you've got, 10 years, 10 years of wear and tear on your knee. And then all mm-hmm. of a sudden you, you, you go, Hey, I'm going to, I'm going to change sports, man. I'm going to jump into MMA. Right. But you've got 10 years of really, really hard abuse on your body where, mm-hmm. you know, you have somebody that might do start doing jujitsu as a kid and you're not taking all that wear and tear right. on your body that yeah. you are with like sports like football and basketball. Right. And, right. and you know, people might think that that MMA is like brutal and and harsh, but at the same time, you really don't take a big toll on your body. Yeah, you take a toll on your head like later on, but that doesn't always happen. And especially if you can be really, really, uh, like ground game kind of focused then you don't have a lot of those strikes because right it's, right. it's, your, just it's like uh, the be, tight end in the nfl yeah, yeah. for yeah. instance you know you see someone like uh, antonio gates san diego's right exactly great like they the tight end doesn't take as many hits but it's especially it's because of the actual routes they take right you look at someone like jimmy graham and, and, and gronkowski's gronkowski's taking a lot of hits over over time but uh it's the certain positions and the way you go about the game that kind of, you know, you know, allow you to have a longer career. Right. So. And tight ends, tight ends normally aren't, they're not left out hanging like receivers are saying. a lot of times, you know, they're, you know, they, they <laughs> 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 but you know, they, they go out, they have their route and they're, they're bigger guys and they're, they're usually on safer yeah. routes than like what, what a receiver could be, right? Mm-hmm. you know, or then a running back. Cause a running back, he's running full speed straight into like, seven guys right mm-hmm. you know yeah. so so that's mm-hmm. that so let's let's keep moving it on mm-hmm. let's uh oh, yeah. let's talk about some gabby garcia missing weight uh, and behind the scene you kind of showed some liking to her 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 uh, body type though i mean you did kind of say you you were kind of digging her a little bit um behind the scenes to figure since you talked about my back hair i'll figure it out mention your your preference in uh body types uh, but anyway, so moving on. So yeah, she missed weight, right? Twenty-seven pounds against a fifty-three-year-old fighter. Do we know her name? Well, what's what's Light not hope. what's not to like about Gabby <laughs> Garcia? I mean, she's uh, pretty. I, she's, I'm not gonna lie. This picture, she's fit. She's, she's fit. Brazilian. She looks great. She damn has some 
large fake boobs. Are they fake? Oh, are those dude, fake? dude, those oh. are totally fake. They have to I be. I need to Damn. see more of this. Lady. She still weighs two hundred and thirty-seven pounds, which is thirty-seven pounds more than me. But there is not a shred wow. of like fat B- on body this girl. Fight. Nah, it's pure um, muscle. And I, it's not. It's not muscle like like Damn. bodybuilder gross muscle either. Nah, it looks good. You she, know looks, I mean? she looks tall as fuck too. Like how tall is she? She's like six three six. Yeah, four. yeah, yeah. You can. T- yeah, that's probably why. You know, somebody about six three and you're fit. Yeah, you're probably gonna be about two hundred pounds or or more for sure. Especially about six three. If if you if you have muscle, you could be skinny. You could be a skinny penny and be like maybe like one eighty one seventy. But that sounds about right for her. Yeah, I mean. Wow. But I mean, her. She's a specimen, man. Her, Jesus. her arms are bigger than most guys' arms. Yeah, uh, that's definitely mine. You know, they're. I mean, they're but, more ripped than mine. Yeah. Um, any of us? Yeah, any both, <laughs> but probably all of us combined. Yeah, shoot. She she has sometimes not the prettiest face, but hey. Just, um, just from this side angle that we're looking at, we we got some pictures up just so that we can kind of see exactly what she looks like at two thirty seven, and um, yeah, she she, she looks Amazon pretty built. Woman. Yeah, she definitely looks built. So what happened? So she didn't make weight. So are they going to cancel the fight, or what? What happens here? Oh, uh, it's hard to say, man. It's Japan. Anything can happen in Japan. So uh, you can. I mean, Japan likes their freak show fights. Yeah. Obviously, you have a girl that's two thirty seven. Against the girl that's 75 pounds less, Shinobu Kandori, who is also 53 years old, and she's wearing like a luchador costume (laughs) with bleach blonde hair. (laughs) Next to the cup of soup guy, the ramen cup of soup standing behind Gabby Garcia. Um, yeah, I was hoping she was going to fight the cup of soup guy. I yeah, it looks like he's going to take a punch or two. Yeah, and if you want to know what we're looking at, we're looking at like the weigh-in from um, – big shout-out to TMC Sports for showing us the video. They actually have like this ramen noodle cup guy in a costume behind her as she weighs in, weigh in while you can see the Japanese fighter uh, looking right at her, who's looks like half her size for sure, even t- a lot shorter too. Yeah, but, and I I really don't know if the cup of soup is a man or a woman because I can't see the cup of soup's yeah, face. Yeah, me neither. But I'm just guessing by the uh, the junk in the trunk that mm. it's a man. Yeah. Uh, is it shrimp or chicken? I'm not sure. Uh, I'm I have the chicken. Uh, we, we, maybe we can get you a close up and you, know, yeah, you can right. check it out. <laughs> but yeah, if you want to know what we're talking about, yeah, definitely hit up TMZ Sports. <laughs> Big shout out to TMZ for that video. But yeah, we can't really tell from the video um, screenshot. But uh, oh yeah, you can't tell if what flavor the noodles are. But no, it's all good. But um, but all right, yeah. I, I, I'm guessing it's ramen flavor. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, like beef or something. <laughs> cool. All right, let's but, move but on. But anyway, yeah, Gabby was a little bit overweight, but and I'm sure if the fight happens, Gabby's gonna fucking knock her out in like the first round. And, yeah. Oh yeah. Um, especially if you're 75 pounds heavier than your component and 21 I mean, uh, years <laughs> and 21 years. I say it again. Damn it. Um, this, this, this is also happening at Ryzen FF8. Uh, we have Ian McCall versus Manel Cape. Uh, they exchanged blows at the weigh-ins and what ended up happening was, uh, Mr. Cape decided he was going to slap McCall in the back of the head during the weigh-in. Yeah. And uh, McCall responded the same way that I would, and that's by punching a motherfucker in the face. Mm -hmm. So uh, if you guys haven't seen it, 
hopefully we can link it up to this. Yeah, we'll and, link it up. Um, um, we we would play it, but I think it's in Japanese and it's just gonna be a bunch of mayhem. So um, we'll definitely put it well, in our show notes. We should we should. Uh, I haven't seen it yet. Yeah, so we should be. pause our recording. Yeah, and then check this out, and then we'll talk about it here in a sec. Cool beans. Because because I watched this this morning, and I was like, oh my, really? Yeah. Like. That shit fucking got a little bit crazy. Oh wow! Man, listen, no, my grandma. I don't let her. I don't let anyone stop me in the back. Yeah, and, <laughs> and, right. And, and no, normally, normally weigh-ins don't happen because, like, at the weigh-ins, you're not supposed to touch the other guy at all. Right. And like, if, if like if it's me and you, and we're standing next to each other, and I reach over and oh, slap man. you in the back of the head, what the fuck are you gonna do to me? Uh, right. What are you gonna do to me? Uh, I'm gonna know. snatch your nipple ring out. Oh, oh yeah, oh yeah. yeah <laughs> and then they take down, baby. <laughs> Alright, cool. We're we'll gonna watch the video up. and then we'll come right back. Today's episode of Drunken MMA is brought to you by Craft Hounds. Craft Hounds delivers fresh local beer to your doorstep in minutes. For free delivery, be sure to check out our promo code Nardcast. N-A-R-D-C-A-S-T at checkout. Visit crafthounds.com for more info. Yeah. So basically, the dude basically just smacked him in the back of the head. It was like a little light hit. Yeah, but you don't touch another motherfucker during the weigh-ins, dude. Like, um, I don't, I don't care what you're doing. Like, McCall wasn't even looking at the guy, and the mm-hmm. guy just like slapped him upside the back of the head. It's kind of like a, I see you. It was like I see you smacking the back of the head. He didn't have to punch him though. Why not? He's just smacking him in the back of the head. It's like a pat in the butt, like in football. Like, oh, okay, I see you. Hey, if I'm if I'm sitting down at the bar having a beer, and somebody like slaps me on the back of the head. That's you, different. You better believe that guy's going to get a punch straight to the that's throat. Dif- that's different, though. I'm going to do that on you. I'm gonna, all right, so next time I see you, I'm going to sneak in and hit you in the back of the head see what you do. You don't want to do that. You, you're going to turn around. <laughs> you're going to turn around because you want to size the person up. And then you're going to oh, it was just your nard. I'm going to pull your hair up over your back and then punch oh, you in the face. <laughs> that was a good one. That was a good one. <laughs> okay, that makes sense. All right, cool. All right. Wrong, man. All I'm right. gonna I'm gonna I'm gonna go hockey jersey on you, but using, wrong, your, using your back hair. Using your back hair. <laughs> All right, that's good. Okay, I'll shut up. All right, that was a good one. All right, cool. Speaking of fighting, <laughs> what about the UFC women's 145 division? Or the lack thereof. It's the worst division in all of MMA. Mm-hmm. There are there is only one 145, a natural. Well, not even. She's not even natural. She's like a 165er. Yeah. But she's cutting down to 145. Right. There are no other women in the 145 pound division in the UFC. There are no other female featherweights. Uh-huh. Everybody else is a 135er that is agreeing to move up in weight. Right. And that is saying, <clears throat> okay, I will fight Cyborg because nobody fucking wants to fight her. Right. Dang. It is the worst division that they have. If you pull up the UFC website and you look at the 145 women's featherweight rankings, it says there are no rankings for this division because there's nobody in that division except for Cyborg. Oh, damn. So what should happen? Should Cyborg maybe gain or lose weight just so that she can have more competitors, fighters, She's opponents? She's too muscular and too big to, to lose weight. It's... It's a different thing when when you have weight to lose. Yeah. She doesn't have weight to lose. She is at 145 and we've we've seen her fight at 140. Right. And she is as ripped at 140 as anybody can be. Yeah. I mean, she is fucking 
There is not an ounce of fat on her. There's not an ounce that she can lose. Right. She, at 140, she is straight muscle, and she's maybe like 2 or 3% body fat. Damn. And she can't gain enough to be able to even fight like somebody like Gabby Garcia, because Gabby's like fucking 240-some pounds. So yeah, but she wouldn't be able to make weight to fight even somebody in another division. But there is no higher division in women's MMA in the UFC. Yeah. That's the biggest problem. 145 is the biggest one that there is. They created 145 just for Cyborg. And she was supposed to fight for the very, very first title. And instead, she was hurt or something was going on. And they had Jermaine Durandame versus Holly Holm fight for that. Yeah. Which Jermaine won. Maybe kind of... Uh, some people say she shouldn't have won. There was like a lot of hits after the bell yeah. kind of things. She still won. Yeah. And then after the fight, after the fight was over, and they were like, who do you want to fight? And she's like, eh, I don't want to fight Cyborg. Right. And they're like, well, she's the only one in the division. And they were like, you have to fight Cyborg. And she goes, eh, well, I have an injury, and I don't want to fight Cyborg. So uh, I'm just going to I'm gonna give up the belt. Let's Damn. just get rid of the belt because I'm not going to fight that bitch. Dang, that's crazy. That's that's my biggest thing about uh, um, MMA fighting in uh, the UFC world is uh, it's difficult to ask someone, in my opinion, to play or perform at a certain way and expect them to be efficient or actually perform well because... Some we're all different. Our, our bodies are all different. And if you were to ask someone to go, hey, lose, um, you know, 10, 15 pounds, right, and perform at the same, at the same point where you were at, you know, uh, fifteen pounds heavier, like you, I, that's that's crazy to me. But that's the sport of boxing, and that's the sport of MMA. Is you you they ask you to go and put on weight or lose weight and expect you to perform in certain you know expectation and that's difficult in my opinion because if you ask any athlete to put on 15 or lose 15 pounds that might change the way they play or how efficient or how much they could actually be a better performer in the sense that that changes who they are physically right you know if it's muscle or if it's fat um it just changes everything like it just changes that you it, you'd be surprised and how important it is to know where you are physically and to know how well you're going to perform. Because if you look at all athletes, you know, it's always the same story. Oh, so-and-so lost 15 pounds. And then, you know, and are they going to be better? Or are they going to be worse? You, you don't know. You really don't know. So, Yeah, and I, I guarantee, like, for Cyborg to lose that last 10 pounds, to make 135 right. and to actually make it in that lower division, it would, honestly, just like it takes guys time to build up to a certain weight, yeah. it would take her probably a year, six mm -hmm. months to a year mm -hmm. to lose that weight because yeah. she's she's going to have to lose muscle and muscle is harder to lose than, is. than fat is to lose. And mm -hmm. so to me, like 145, it's just kind of, it's it's kind of a gimmick division. Yeah. She's got to do a shitload of cardio or something. Even then, it's hard to lose that muscle. Yeah, I mean, 145 to me in, in the women's division, it's, it's kind of a gimmick mm -hmm. division because like, Cyborg can't do it. Um, I don't know if any of our listeners, if you've ever watched the uh, Hanato Laranja show, but uh, I worked on that show um, and specifically on episode three with, where Chris Cyborg is in there with uh, Hanato or 
you know, Hanato Laranja or whatever. <laughs> but um, you can see, you can see she's she's got a a, a thick booty on her. Uh, like it's, <laughs> there are places where she cannot lose weight. And that booty is not, her booty is, it's not thick because it's fat. Her booty is thick because that booty is muscle. Yeah, she's got to stop doing them squats, man. Uh, hey, uh, um, I'm not. I'm gonna. I'm. I'm gonna just say, don't stop doing the squats, cause mm-hmm. she's she's got she's got some booty on her, man, yeah. and you know, and and you know, outside of the cage, cyborg, she's she's a pretty pretty awesome person. She's a yeah. really nice lady, and she does a lot of stuff for charities right. and uh, things like that. That's and cool. She, you know, she raises a lot of money for a lot of different things, especially in her home country of Brazil, especially in Curitiba. But they have nobody in that division for her. So, like, what are you going to do? Are you going to, like, have a new Ultimate Fighter TV show to, like, bring up 145-pound girls that have no experience to fight fucking Cyborg? Might as or, well. What the fuck are you going to do? It turns like, into professional yeah. wrestling, basically. The, yeah. way, the way you're going over is basically what happens right. in, in professional wrestling. Like, you run out of, like, other opponents, and you're like, well, what, are we just going to create some? And hope that they can fight Cyborg. You know, you can't just do that. Right. Yeah. Maybe bring guys over that are 145 so, to fight man. Cyborg and see yeah. see how that goes. We'll, we'll circus. see. Circus. Circus act. Yeah. So that's kind of bullshit. But um, so I think that there's nobody left in 145 for Cyborg. I think uh, this, this fight where she's the headliner on Saturday night, yeah. I think it's a pointless fight. I think she's going to run through Holly Holm. Um, I don't even want to talk about that fight, even though it is the main event for yeah. UFC 219. Um, I think which it's we'll a, jump into later. Yeah, I think, but I think it's a, I think it's a foregone conclusion that that Cyborg's going to run away with that fight. Probably she's going to knock her out in the second round. That's just my opinion. Maybe in the third. Who knows? I mean, I mean, let's uh, just to bring in the uh, professional wrestling aspect, and maybe Cyborg goes WWE. You never know, just to make a little money because you know, see Brock Lesnar do it and Ronda Rousey and some of her, uh, of her friends and, and they just kind of jump into that realm. It's it's about making money. Like, that's interesting that you say that because Ronda Rousey ran away from the UFC to go to WWE. Mm-hmm. And if there's nobody for Cyborg at 145, right. maybe, maybe that might be uh, where... Cyborg is going to end right. up is in mm-hmm. WWE. Like yeah. I'm serious, chasing Ronda Rousey. Right, it happens. Setting up that big money fight. Yep. Cool. All right, let's talk about the best ofs for 2017. Uh, since we've been podcasting, at least, because uh, I'm pretty sure some of the best fights, upsets, knockout submissions, have probably been since we've been podcasting. So let's jump right into it. Let's do best fight. Do you think the best fight you've seen? Okay, so we're talking best of 2017. Right, right. So for me, the best fight of the year for 2017 would be Eddie Alvarez versus Justin Gaethje. Okay. That was my fight of the year. What was that? Uh, it was brutal. It was brutal. It was back and forth. Uh, neither guy gave an inch. At the end of the fight... That's what she said. <laughs> sorry. <laughs> sorry. I had to throw it in Sorry. But at the, at the end of the fight, even though Eddie Alvarez won, it looked like he had a softball on the side of his mm-hmm. mouth. Um, I don't know what, it, it, what his injury was or if he even had an injury or, yeah. or what, 
But both guys were beat the hell up after that fight, and it was just a back-and-forth war, slugfest to the max. I don't, I don't, I don't, I don't think you can honestly find a better fight than yeah. that for for last year or for maybe like the last a year or two <clears throat> before that. Mm-hmm. I actually kind of like the uh, one that we watched at True North. It was the uh, it was the female division. I wish I can remember because again I got this, I got distracted because I ripped my damn nipple rings out and I couldn't do the homework. That I was supposed to do, but I, f- I can't remember. I think it was, or it, uh, it was definitely the tr- it was the True struggle. North fight, and it was a female fight. It ended with a submission, so it's gonna. I think it might be my best fight in submission. And then there was another fight during that True North because it was a GSP fight too. You have to give me a name. I know. I, I can't. I wish I could bring it up. Uh, and then we also it was there was another bloodbath. Remember, it was a bloodbath fight too. Before the um before the female fight, but anyway, if you guys remember our podcast when we said we were gonna go to True North that night because it was a pay per view fight, uh, I really wish I could bring that up. But yeah, I think I would say that was probably my best fight. And remember, there was one dude that was knocking people out left and right. That was two weeks ago. Uh, I I was pulling for him because he was just knocking people out. Platinum Mike Perry. Yeah, and he lost. Yeah, I thought that was a good fight too. That was that was that was a damn good fight. Yeah. I, I still think uh Alvarez Gaethje was just a hair yeah. better, but uh let's see. We got a we got a we got a Oh, are you talking about Nama Yunus versus uh Joanna? I think that might have been it. Then didn't she she won with a submission, right? Yeah, it was a it, it was, was like a, oh, 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 oh no, it was a KO. It was a KO, but no. it was a, it was a title fight. Uh let's see. Cause it was the I know we were at True North we were watching that was like one of the first fights we watched together outside of podcasting while we watched fights because you know me and Drew we don't really hang out outside of the podcast so <laughs> <laughs> we we get our highlights separately we all know that a good fight yeah any, but any that, good fights that that night was fun because we actually watched the fights together but yeah that was the only female fight on that card was okay, uh, Nama, Nama Yunus and Joanna uh, okay th- I thought that fight was fun uh, fun I think that was one of my favorite fights to watch. Yeah, I'll throw that in the best fight category for me. Fair enough, fair enough. To me, to me that that would be one of my submissions or suggestions for uh, upset of yeah. the year. My upset was yeah the GSP fight. Let's roll into that. Let's yeah. talk about yeah, the, uh, the best upset of yeah. the year. Yeah, that to me the GSP fight was upset because dude hasn't fought for what a couple a few years. Comes in, um, they go head to head for. Uh, at least two rounds or so, and then he knocks him out. He's just punching him out. No, he chokes him out. Yeah. In the third, I mean, was it the third round? Yeah. Yeah. And so, so that's that's on upsets of the year. That's I I have like two or three in this. Yeah. Uh, it's the GSP, Bisbing, Rose Nama Yunus, and Joanna. Okay. And yeah, then yeah. Uh, I had the uh, the Josh. Emmett versus Ricardo Lamas, uh, the fight from like a week or two ago. Okay. Um, I can see I can see the GSP. Yeah. And the and the biz being GSP hasn't fought in three years. Yeah. Moves up a weight class. Mm-hmm. Beats the champion. Yeah. It was like a Rocky story, like Rocky two or some shit. Right. To me. <laughs> to me. Okay. That's that's a good upset. Um, Nama Yunus. And uh, Joanna, 
that's an upset because right. like uh, Rose was not even supposed to compete with her. Like Joanna right. was like supposed to be so far and above. But to me, that one's out of there because yeah. I I picked I picked Rose. I yeah. picked Rose. So yeah. to me, that's not an upset. Yeah, I also picked want, yeah. I also picked GSP. So to me, that's yeah. not an upset. So we were we were even for that that night. Yeah. I think. Yeah. The one that I thought was awesome, the the one that really got me was the Josh Emmett and Ricardo Lamas. Ricardo Lamas was ranked number three in the division. Took. A short notice fight yeah. against a guy that's not even ranked. Right. A fight that he didn't even have to take. Probably shouldn't have taken. Right. And he gets knocked out by an unranked fighter. Yeah. As a number three guy. By a guy that nobody even knows. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> to me, that's the upset of the year. You know what? I think another upset was that that Perry fight. Because that remember he came in. Uh, I don't know if he was undefeated, but when he fought a couple weeks ago. But he was, like I said, he had an impressive fucking uh ranking he he was not like i said he's all his wins were by knockout and i was like dude he's gonna come in and knock this dude out and he loses fuck i jinxed it i thought that was an upset too uh to me to me that wasn't an upset both guys have ko power they both they both try to stay away from the power as much as possible that was a decision win so to me that's not as much of an upset as something like um like josh emmett knocking out ricardo lamas in the first round right or GSP submitting Bisbing in the third. Yeah. Um, I mean, honestly, honestly, the Rose, Rose Namajunas yeah, that was a, and that was Joanna, yeah. I mean, that's a very, very close second yeah. for me to the Josh Emmett knockout right. of Lamas. So, okay. So that's me. That's my my biggest upset okay. of the year is uh, uh, Josh Emmett over Ricardo Lamas. All right. All right. What about best knockout of the year? Ooh. That was, yeah. Ooh. There's so I'm gonna many, go first. So I'm gonna be honest ones. with you. I didn't get a chance to see the fight live, but I'm gonna go ahead and say that liver kick. I'm gonna go with the liver kick because it was just a un. It was like an extraordinary way to knock somebody out, and you can hear the impact from those kicks. Who delivered the liver kick? Mershart, the homie. GM3, Gerald, GM three. Hey. Yep. That's yours. That's mine. I'm gonna go with what, that. What were your uh, number two and number three? For the knockouts? Yeah. Um, I really like that one. Um, unfortunately, Perry didn't deliver a knockout. He lost to a, uh, to a decision. Uh, I, I don't know. I feel like there's been plenty of knockouts, but the one that really stands out to me, even though, like I said, I didn't really watch it live, was the uh, was the liver kick from GM3. Um, who, um, how, with the Francis fight, what was, was that? Was that decision or was that a knockout? That was a decapitation. <laughs> oh. Yeah, uh, I would put that in the top three too. Then, um, and then my last one would maybe be uh, nah, that was a submission, I guess. Even though I was hoping he didn't win, um, GSP. Um, I don't know my other. I don't know my other knockout. Um, there's been some bloodbaths that I've seen, but. I can't think of any off the hand right now for my third one. But those two for me stand out. The liver kick and then uh, Francis. So. All right. So so for me, I I have I have four. I Damn. have four in this category. Yeah. Well, I, mean, like, I mean, there's a lot of knockouts. Um, here, so. I'm still going to pick one, but I'm going to give you my candidates. Yeah. So what's your first one? So we have. Marla- Actually, give me your candidates first. Kay. I want to hear your candidates that Kay. didn't make the first one. Candidates are Marlon Marais. 
versus Aljamain Sterling. Okay. Francis Ngannou versus okay. Alistair yeah, Overeem. Mine. Yeah. Uh, Gerald Merchart. Yeah, that liver kick, okay. The liver kick. Yep. Um, and then Taiwan Claxton. I totally forgot. Wait, 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 wait. Uh, <laughs> the flying knee. I forgot about that the, shit. The, uh, the, the, the flying knee and yeah. Bellator. Dang, that didn't make your best? Your favorite? Like your number one? I haven't given you my favorite I know, yet. but I'm saying that wasn't your favorite? Wow. Okay. I'm about to give you my right, favorite. Here's your, what's your favorite? My favorite is Taiwan Claxon. His okay. MMA pro debut with a flying knee knockout on primetime in Bellator. Fucking laying a dude out like crazy. Yeah, Francis Ngannou yeah. was a fucking yeah. killer knockout. Yeah. Gerald Merchart had a killer liver kick knockout. Mm -hmm. But making your pro debut. Didn't I show you? Pro, I showed you that on. I showed um, you that. I sent I it to you. I showed you a flying knee thing. What was that one from uh, uh, World Star? Which one did I show you? Was that in your top two? There was another flying knee um, thing that knocked the dude. Oh, that was a submission. That's gonna be my submission. I know what I. I okay. Go ahead, go ahead, right, sorry, right. go, sorry, go ahead. But yeah, yeah. So, uh, so Taiwan Claxon okay. gets my KO of the year with that okay. flying knee KO. Okay. Beautiful thing. Your pro debut. I hope he can follow it up. Yeah. With more exciting crazy antics mm -hmm. and uh show us some cool shit in yeah. 2018 yeah all right all right what about best submission <laughs> what, what, what do you think of uh first submissions can i go ahead and tell you mine yeah give, give it to I, me. I forgot again guys i'm not that educated in mma and if you've been listening to the last 15 episodes you know this i always say young buck or thickums, <laughs> or uh, or cutie, I'm a or, fan or, or something. Yeah, yeah, remember, I'm so, a fan now. So keep going. So, uh, but my best submission was that damn Walls of Jericho. That oh, was it. That's yeah. it, bro. That was the one. That was the one. I think that's the one right there. Who did that? I can't remember who who, who uh, did that. Well, that it was that trending was, for a minute. Yeah, that was that was in like one of the one of the smaller organizations yeah. that doesn't get like a lot of airplay. Yeah, stuff. yeah. But in a way, that, that was, was Jericho. That is it. That doesn't even that wasn't even like pro. I don't know if it was pro, but it wasn't even like the main like UFC Bellator. It was like a more amateur style fighting. But that seeing that freaking walls of chair, like a wrestling move been applied in MMA, which I mean, I'm pretty sure other wrestling moves are applied, like you know, choke arms, arm bars. Oh, and I shit love like it that. as a wrestling fan, but I just, love seeing that. Like, yeah. I want to see someone submit to like a sharpshooter or a boss oh, crab or now something you're talking about right? If I saw that in oh, MMA, I'll be like, wow, they're like applying freaking MMA uh, wrestling moves. So, anyway, I, I'm gonna say the walls of Jericho. All right. It's intense. So that would be one of my top three. Yeah. Uh, my number two would be Brian Ortega over Cub Swanson with that guillotine choke that he he had latched on. He it, needed to readjust yeah. it like in mid, mid like, air. Mid air. Yeah, that was readjusted. Oh, that one. Oh, oh, oh. I forgot about that one. All right. I, I got to apologize to uh, to somebody because I was. He he's been a guest of ours, and I I actually was going to pick him. As, Biggie? No, uh -oh. I was I was going to pick Gerald as submission of the year oh, for yeah. his armbar in February. Okay, that was of that was 2017. Pre drunken MMA. Pre drunken MMA, but 
I actually have to go with Demetrius Johnson with the taking the back body slam flying arm bar. Yeah. That he threw on uh, Ray Borg. Okay. I'm sorry, Gerald GM3, you were <laughs> going to be number one, and I just remembered Demetrius right. Johnson. I apologize. You get honorable mention, yeah. and that's that's worth something. Well, GM3 <laughs> got my best knockout, so um, over Francis. So I mean, yeah. So Gerald uh, GM3 got my best knockout. And then I, I'm going to have to Google it and find out who did that uh, Walls of Jericho. But um, okay. All right. What about fighters to watch in 2018? Uh, I don't know. Let me, let me hear you guys' take on this. Like, I'm going to go with Francis, man. Like, I, I'm really digging the, the heavyweights. I, like, I really like the heavyweights. Uh, there's a lot of like popular, famous middleweights that you can look out for. Covington, uh, Bisbing. Wait, 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 wait. I'm sorry. Bisbing already retired, right? No. Oh, oh yeah, Bisbee's welterweight, right? Well, I thought Bisbee was no middleweight. Yeah, there you go, there you go. I yeah. just said, yeah. I said, I said, yeah. You said welterweight. But first, I said people to watch out for the middleweight, and I said Bisbee, and you looked at me all weird and shit. Oh, I thought you said, I thought you said, <laughs> I thought you said heavyweights to watch oh, no, out no, no, for. No, 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 no. The only person to watch out for for heavyweight, I was just saying Francis. But then you got all these people in the middleweight class, you know, and I was naming off those people. But um, well, for me, I, I'm, I, I'm, I want to check definitely. Um, for me, is Francis. And then uh, uh, Homegirl, uh, the two forty seven. I think I might be checking her out now. Who, who, who Gabby? <laughs> yeah, I think I think I might be checking the Gabby out now. Because oh. yeah. she was smooth. We we watched we watched the video just now, and she was just she got up there. Homegirl from Japan was like yelling at her and shit, and she, she was just she looks there. like she'll carry you home she, if you yeah. get drunk. Yeah, she was she like will carry you home yeah. over her shoulder. And she was like looking at her and didn't even like make any like. Oh, I can beat you up, or she didn't smile at her. She was just like, no. I went in, and and that, to me that was actually kind of cute. And I was like, all right, I'm gonna kind of cute. He said, I'm gonna follow her, but also Francis, man, he's a fucking beast. So yeah, at, at least for me, like um, and any Rufus Sports fighters, because that's my that's 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 who I rep. So yeah, we we're we're all about Rufus Sport. They've yeah. they've been good to us, and and we like all the guys from there. Yeah. Um, I was actually thinking about this today because. Um, you know, I was like, I was cleaning my house and I was listening to old podcasts yeah. and our podcast or just, just in our, our podcast. Oh, nice. Yeah. Oh, okay. So I was listening back to it and, you know, I was listening to, to Mike Biggie Rhodes and, uh, GM three. And, uh, you know, I was, I was thinking about how, how articulate those guys are and how, how well they know the fight game. Yeah. And this isn't even a, a category that we have up here, but yeah. I'm going to say best gym of the year. I'm going to say it's Rufus Sport. Nice. And the reason that? I'm the reason I'm going to say Rufus Sport is because of the the knowledge and the fight IQ and the guys being as well spoken as they are. Yeah. I think that comes from the top down. Right. I think it comes from the top down. So you know these guys are learning from from obviously people that are that are really good and that passionate, are very, that still are passionate about the sport, passionate, too. humble smart and they pass on to their guys like how how to be in public and right. how to how to be smart and how to carry yourself right. and how to have a, a a good fight IQ and how to how to you know yeah just just carry yourself in general and i i mean it just it just shows from the top down that that all those guys they they have a very very solid leader and i you know i think um the coaches at Rufus Sport um, I think 
that they really bring it down. So actually, my my gym of the year, which is not even part of our list, is going to be Rufus Sport. I have a question, uh, just from a mainstream point of view. Um, there's been a lot of rumors of Floyd Mayweather entertaining the idea of coming into the world of UFC. It'll never happen. It'll never, never happen. happen. Okay. Yeah, he's just a fighter. He doesn't have any yeah. jitsu skills yeah, or anything. Everyone, every, all of the attention that's, that's that's been had from the mainstream lately is for Conor McGregor and the Floyd Mayweather, Mayweather fight. So I just want to know how would you guys feel about that? Just for, like because that's the mainstream thing. We're covering the roots and and the actual working parts of MMA and UFC yeah. fighting. Because we want to, we want to touch base. We want to be able to give a shout out to everyone that makes things work in in, in, in MMA. We want to want to be like recognized, talent, um, fighters, and then we've done all that. But uh, how do you guys feel about someone like Floyd Mayweather who yeah. wants to? Hey, bring him in. Bring, bring him in. Yeah. <laughs> uh, no, no. He's he, he's gonna draw big numbers. He's gonna draw he big money. Yeah. He's he's gonna he's gonna make he's too every. Old. How old is he? He's too old though. He's he's 40, 43, yeah. 42, 43. But if he gets on a card, he's going to draw everybody on that card. Oh, yeah. He's going to make a shitload of money. Hell yeah. Mm-hmm. Floyd's going to make a lot of money. Whoever yeah. he fights is going to make a lot of money. Exactly. Yeah. Floyd's going to get beat. Um, but like, okay, so if they put him against anybody in the top 20, yeah. mm-hmm. Floyd's going to get beat. Yeah. If mm-hmm. they put him against anybody in the top 50, Floyd's going to get beat. Right. Mm-hmm. Once you go beyond the top 50... Floyd's still going to get beat in MMA. Yeah. <laughs> I, I mean, boxing no, I, is boxing and yeah. Floyd has yeah. nothing. Once you throw Floyd on his back, he ha- he has nothing. Yeah. Like you could He's you could, all hands you and could, move you, it. You could lock me and Floyd. Fighter too. You could mo- lock me and Floyd in this fucking studio right here. Yeah, right, right, right. And right, right, guess who's going to walk out? Me. Respect. Yeah. Respect. Floyd, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Floyd, Floyd's gonna walk out. Maybe like, because again, he's a defensive fighter, mm, so he can still oh. handle a wrestler. I'm gonna put him in that corner and I'm gonna break his leg. But you got to get him in the corner. That's the thing. And Those you got to dodge quick, his hits. Man. He's a fighter. He's, Those he's hands a boxer, are quick, my man. Yeah, and he's a defensive fighter. So you gotta, you gotta get him. I can get him in the corner. Yeah, and he's fast. I mean, he's got endurance. Nobody so. puts baby in the corner. So I, I'm just saying, you gotta think about those things. But if you don't have the skill set of a wrestler too, or at least have the mentality of knowing how to handle yourself on the ground, as well as being a, a, a standing fighter or even a boxer, then I feel like you you're gonna like you said you are you're obviously Drew you're a you're a fighter and a wrestler and you have jujitsu. Jiu-jitsu, um, fuck, I can't say that word right. Uh, <laughs> skill set, but again, every every fighter has their own style. So I mean, he, you know, so I think it'll still be. I a, bet to see Drew get the, get down with us. I actually Floyd. would like to see you yeah, fight. I want to see that. Yeah. Hey, Floyd, come on in, come on in, Floyd. Yeah, come yeah. On in. Yeah, I would. But that's just my opinion, of course. But. I mean, obviously, he's not. He he ha, he's not going to have anything against takedown. Like all all I have to oh, do nothing, is just yeah. like, honestly, all I have to do is just just work inside. And I don't even really have to work inside and avoid that his punches. Much. I don't even. I, I really, honestly, I don't have to even avoid his punches. He like, I just have to rush him, yeah. get him in that corner, true. scoop his legs out, pull him down to the ground, yeah. get on top of yeah, him, true. and that's it. Like, yeah. like, yeah, you might be able to throw six punches in the in the time that it takes right. me to cross, like two or three seconds to yeah. get to you. That's true. But you're not gonna knock me out, right? In those but, couple things, yeah. not not when you're Floyd yeah. Mayweather, you know, that has right. like. 
But keep in mind, though, if he's like, okay, well, now I'm in a whole other world and where it's just not boxing, now I got to train on another skill set that I don't... Like, he's not worrying about fighting. He's, he knows that his style is boxing. So now what he will do for six six months to a year is learning how to be more of a defensive fighter plus a wrestler. So he's not going to just go in there and have no acknowledgement or or skill set. It's still not going to work for him. He's not going to learn enough in six months that he can stop somebody that's even a two- or three-year blue belt. Yeah. Like, he's true. not going to yeah. have well, anything. Drew, Drew, as little as I know, how, how, how long have you been drinking? Like, just... For for the listeners and everything, how long have you been? How long have I been drinking? Like no, not no, we've been drinking. <laughs> <laughs> training, training in in in, uh, in in your background, in your fighting background. Um, I did two thousand four to like <laughs> two thousand and twelve. Awesome. So I've I've got a, a couple. I'm not. <laughs> yeah. I'm not great. I've got about eight years in me. No, no and, respect. Uh, respect. Yeah. Jen, um, not drinking. <laughs> Yeah. But I mean, I mean, mine, mine to be to be straight up, like it's mainly mainly jujitsu, and I I have some striking background yeah, in there. I, awesome. I don't have a lot. I mean, you that's know, awesome. but I I have enough striking that I can I can take a punch, avoid a punch, and shoot right. your legs cool, and take you down. So cool, right? Just for the listeners, I want to I want to real quickly go right back to the fighters to watch. Should we be watching uh, for 2018? Should we be watching McGregor? Um, cause I know he's getting, he's in like involved with a lot of stuff in his personal life, but do you think we should expect any fights from him in 2018? I'm going to say not to watch from McGregor at this point because who knows if he's going to fight again. Yeah. Um, if he does fight again, we don't know who he's going right. to fight. Uh, we don't know if it's going to be a good fight, a bad fight. We don't know if he's going to be defending his belt. Right. We don't know anything about what McGregor is doing in 2018. Right. And with so, COVID too, like I feel like we, we need to just make sure if we're watching a movie or if we're watching, like I don't, or if you're watching, if you're caught up on Walking Dead, you need to make sure that you're watching that stuff and not following COVID because he's going to ruin or spoil something on social media. Well, Covington needs to watch his back because boomerangs have a tendency of like yeah, going out and coming yeah. around and hitting you in the back of the head. Yeah. So we should um, we should add that as like the most bizarre incident in MMA is the, the boomerang decade. thing. Yeah. yeah. The boomerang thing yeah, with Coverton. You, you don't you don't get hit by boomerangs a yeah. lot as a MMA fighter. Uh, and then the lawsuit thing was pretty crazy too. That was a bizarre incident the boomerang situation. Thing? Anyone anyone help me. Oh yeah. Explain explain to him real quick. Did you hear about it? No, Jamie. Um, in Australia, I, I don't know. It's uh, a stereotype, was, <laughs> obviously, but yeah, there was there was a fight a month or two ago down in Australia. Colby Covington was down there. He's a welterweight, one seventy fighter. Yeah, um, he was talking shit to a heavyweight, uh-huh. and the heavyweight didn't want to hear any of it. So the heavyweight <laughs> pulled out a boomerang and fucking threw yeah. it at Covington. The heavyweight, bro- oh, okay. Yeah. And this is the same I guy that all. was. Yeah, this is the same guy that was in Brazil. Saying that he a he was calling boomerang. and he was calling people from Brazil. What was he calling? I can't remember. All Brazilians are filthy yeah. animals. That's so crazy. Good Lord, yeah, that's it's crazy. And All he right. and he left Brazil alive a after saying that. Boomerang. Yeah, that's crazy. Uh, let's let's Man. see the the fighters for me to watch during 2017. Uh, I'm gonna throw this one out there and it's not gonna make a lot of people happy I, you know but whatever yeah um we kind of we kind of actually asked uh, mike biggie Rhodes about this guy and mike had a lot of positive things to say about sage northcutt yeah um 
I have not been super, super impressed with a lot of Sage Northcutt's fights. Uh, he, I think he really needs to like work on his jiu-jitsu a lot. Hopefully he's he's doing that, and hopefully the team at Rufus Sport is helping him out. But I, I think the guy is a physical specimen. I think... Man, I'm looking... Sorry, man. I'm looking at this guy right now. <laughs> oh, my. It's Northcutt. This guy is a physical specimen. Yeah, he's a... Uh... Yeah, keep going, dude. <laughs> yeah, going, my man. you know, I, I, I think, I think once he gets a couple more UFC fights in him, and he, he gets um, like a little more experience, and you know, a little, a little more gritty. I think, I think the guy is gonna be some something to see down the road. Yeah. Okay. Dolph Lundgren, anyone? Man, they're actually talking about him being in the new Rocky movie. Dude, really? There's guy, another one coming out. This guy. Oh, damn. Man. So but, speaking of upsets, I wanted I just I cause we were talking about upsets and stuff and I had did I made a reference to Rocky. Um do you really think that Rocky Balboa could could have beaten Mr. T though? The way they displayed Mr. T throughout that whole movie. Like I honestly felt like that was just like they wanted Rocky to win that one. Like he I felt like the way they portrayed Mr. T in that movie, there was no way Rocky was gonna be able to beat him. So that's I feel like that was a total upset, but still like there was no way. Janab, I pity the fool that asked me that question. <laughs> I knew that was coming. I knew that was coming. <laughs> man, you stupid or something? <laughs> I don't know, man. I just thought Mr. T was beating some ass like left and right. Uh, no homo. All right. Anyway. Um, all right, Rocky, like, Rocky would not be Mr. T. Yeah, but he did, though. He won. But he wouldn't in real life. That's true. Yeah, that's true. Um, wait, Rocky wasn't a true story? Just kidding. Um, so anyway, <laughs> UFC 219. Should we jump into that? Are we done with our best ofs? I'm done with the best ofs. Are you yeah. guys done with the best hey, ofs? I'm, I'm happy. With I'm it. happy. Yeah, we yeah. covered a lot of yeah. things there. All right, let's wrap up because we. This is gonna probably be one of our top three, four longest podcasts of 2018. And it was 17. supposed to be short. Yeah, I was like, dude, let's do a short one today, but we ended up going. That's what she said. Well, we ended up going pretty long. We went long said. and yeah, hard. Yep, 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 pause. All right, so anyway, the UFC <laughs> 219 with the main event. We don't even want to really talk about, but we will probably just bring it. Yeah, we won't mention it. I've already given you guys my idea on the on the on the yeah. the main one. So let's just let's just start let's with that. Let's, let's let's oh, go okay. let's go with the main one. Let's okay. just let's just okay. hit that real quick. Yeah, yeah. So we can get that shit out of the okay. way. What do you guys think? All right, so I'm going to go with uh, Cyborg. Yeah, I'm gonna go with Cyborg just because uh, unfair advantage, and yeah, pretty much. And she's got a pretty impressive record. Holly has a nice record too, but I mean, she's obviously well, eighteen one. Cyborg is only she only lost her very very first fight ever in MMA. Yeah, so she's on a nineteen or seven. I'm sorry, a seventeen fight winning streak. Yeah, and uh, Holly, the preacher's daughter. Wow. Um, featherweight, 145, 5'8". Looks like she knocked out eight of the um, 11 wins and three decisions. And uh, she's got a little losing streak there, but she won her last fight back in 2000, back in July, uh, June of 2017, and then she lost yeah, three in a row. She beat Betch Cohea. Um, <laughs> no, that's her name. That's her name. It, I'm not, I'm not it's making... It, it looked like it says Beth to me. It, it does, but... <laughs> That is not how it's pronounced. How, how you say it? Betch. 
Bitch. Yeah, that's okay. how it's pronounced. The sea is silent in Brazil. All right, All right Beth. If, if, if you can come kick Drew's bitch. ass if, it's, if if he's saying it wrong. No, I'm not even lying. I'm not even lying. Amen. Be- it's Betch Cohea. All right, Betch. All right, Betch. Well, anyway, go, bitch. Uh, well, I don't know. Betch might not have a good uh, chance here, but uh, give it up, Betch. Yeah, but you know, I'm gonna go with Cyborg. <laughs> I'm gonna go with Cyborg. What about you guys? Uh, All going with Cyborg? Just uh, from well, the, I, I the think, way it looks? I think Cyborg is the very, very the safest bet you can do on All this right. one. Uh, let's jump right into uh, match number four with uh, Miles Jury from San Diego, California, hey. and Rick Glenn. Yeah. Um, so I know Miles from down there over at Victory MMA. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Big shout out to Victory MMA. Shout we need to give them some more love. They're local. Yeah, we need to get some love. We need yeah, to get we'll, Rudy we'll, and some we'll other work, people in here. We'll work Dean on Lister it in and, uh, you know, Jeff Glover and those guys. But yeah. uh, but um, I don't I don't know that Miles trains there full time anymore. It looks like it says he's at Power MMA, yeah. but I don't know if he trains at Victory full time anymore. But I used to see him there quite a bit. Cool. Man. Used to see him down in Pacific Beach. Uh-huh. Cool. Um, PB lifestyle. Uh, Miles Jury went on a really, really big tear there for a while. Yeah. Um, Back in he was, 2014. He was, he was undefeated until he fought Donald Cerrone. Yep. And, um, Which is a great fighter, by the way. Yeah, Donald Cerrone's a great fighter. Um, Miles Jury's a good fighter. Um, he has a jiu-jitsu style that he calls Jury Jiu-Jitsu. Uh, nice. and he's, he's good. He's good yeah. at that. He's also really good at striking. However, I kind of see Rick Glenn taking this one. Rick really? Glenn's a uh, alpha male product. Um, he's got eleven KOs, four submissions, five decisions, and he's only lost by submission and decision. Yeah. Um, he's beat the likes of uh, Philip Nover, Gavin Tucker, Romero, Romero Hernandez. You know, he doesn't have like a super super extensive resume as like yeah. who he's beaten but looking at his KOs I'm kind of looking at him to take this one by a knockout over Miles Jury right, here's a or qu- at least a decision here's a question if he would go up to like fight up against uh, Donald uh, Cerrone who do you think will win between them two between Rick Glenn and Donald Cerrone yeah uh, I would think Donald Cerrone is going to win because okay. Rick Glenn really doesn't have enough you have his UFC experience at this point. I mean, okay. he's got two fights, and anything can happen at any time. Okay. But still, you've got you've got three UFC fights, and you're going up against a guy that has 20 fights in the UFC. Yeah. You're gonna feel a little bit like kind of uh, you're you're kind of going okay. against yeah against like you got a lot of a okay. lot of shit going against you when you're going up against a guy that right. has 20 UFC fights. Okay. So, um, but I'm gonna pick Rick Glenn in that okay. fight. I think he's gonna take out Miles Jury. I'm gonna go with Miles Jury, uh, only because I just feel like uh, he's got the potential um, to either go three rounds or four to five rounds, I guess, with, with a decision. Um, but he also has the potential to—he's a fighter, he's a slugger, so I ha- he has the potential to knock him out too. Um, yeah, he might have. Uh, like I said, he fought up against a, some really good UFC fighters, so he has that credit against him, even though he lost in a decision. So I think you know he's on a not a winning streak, but he won in la- his last fight. Uh, back in April, I think he, I think he can handle it. I think he can go in with either a decision or even a knockout, like an upset knockout, even. Uh, so I'm gonna go with uh, Miles Jury. Right on. What about you, uh, Jamie? Just, just from looking at the stats, I mean, you don't even have to know much <laughs> no, about yeah, the fighters. I, I just like, uh, I like the nickname Miles Fury. Yeah. <laughs> 
Um, no, now looking at the stats, yeah, I agree. Yeah. I totally agree. I, I think it's a good one to go with. Um, again, you never know in exactly. MMA or yeah. UFC. You go either way. Yeah, yeah, you can go into a fight and, and uh, assume that uh, this guy's bigger, better, or has a better uh, a record. But right. um, hey, man, you know, to each, to each his own. Yeah. Wins a win. Right. All right, cool. All right, so let's move on to uh, the next one here. Uh, they're like match seven. Carlos Condit versus Neil Magny. So we have the natural born killer versus Neil Magny. Okay. Um, God, I honestly, I love both guys in this fight. Both guys are fucking amazing and they're both scrappers. Uh, Neil Magny is real tall and long. Yeah. Really, really great at, I, I, sh- I shouldn't say really great at jujitsu. He's, He's he's coming along in in his jujitsu game, but he's yeah. he's he's got a long, tall, lanky body, uh, perfect for jujitsu, perfect for submissions, and like sneaking in some some crazy stuff in there. Um, Carlos Condit, I mean, goddamn, Neil Magny, six, yeah, he's fucking six, ripped, six three yeah. one seventy. Uh, Carlos Condit, Carlos too. Condit has 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 decent jujitsu as well. Yeah, he's he's a fucking scrapper, man. He goes in there and throws some punches. He's got some some sick Muay yeah. Thai. He's got great knees, great elbows. Um, I think I think Magny might work the takedowns a lot, yeah. a little bit more than uh, Condit's gonna do. And and I mean, Condit's not any slouch off of the ground either. I mean, Carly, right. Carlos Condit has has a uh, s- some sick ground game. Um. I, th- I think Condit's going to want to keep it standing and keep like throwing punches, knees, elbows. I think mostly knees and elbows on this yeah. one. And um, you know, I think he's going to try to cut up and and hurt Magny. Yeah. I think he's going to be able to keep it on his feet enough and not let Magny take it to the ground. And so I'm going to pull for Carlos Condit in this fight, even though he's coming off of a really long layoff. I think he's yeah. been out about two or three years as himself. Mm. And Magny's a really, really active fighter. He yeah, always, he's pretty active mm, and a little bit consistent important. with his wins, too. Yeah, um, important. From looking at uh, Carlos, uh, not to, sorry for cutting you off, but uh, it just feels like Carlos, is just, he's not as consistent. He hasn't fought all year. Uh, which doesn't mean he's not training. I learned that lesson from GS the GSP and uh, Bingsbing. SSP. Yeah, GSP and Bingsbing fight. But just from looking at his last couple years in 2016, 2015, and 14, his his wins and he feel like he's losing more than he's winning. And at least with with Magny, he's a little bit more consistent with his wins. And I feel like and he's been fighting a little bit more professionally in the last couple years. Yeah, losing well, to like decisions and oh, yeah, well, but I mean, I mean, Neil, Neil Magny, he's 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 always been a very very active fighter. Yeah. He, I mean, you, you look at his record, and yeah. I mean, looks, he he's he's, he's usually doing two or three fights a year, yeah, if not more. Um, I don't know. There was there was a period I think he did like like four or five fights in the year. I mean, he was just he was always fighting, and he was always getting better. He was always improving, and and you know that's that's something that's that's really good and. Um, Obviously, you you always want to grow as a person. You always want to grow as a fighter, and uh, you know a guy like Neil Neil Magny, who's who's young and he's he's constantly growing. You know that's that's something pretty pretty awesome and pretty special to see, especially at the highest level. You know when you have a guy that at this level he's still learning and still getting better. Um, 
you know, I don't, I don't think he's peaked yet. I do not think Neil Magny has peaked. I think Carlos Conant might be a little too early for Neil, but we'll see. Yeah. So who are you going with? Uh, I'm going with I'm going with Carlos, even though I like both guys. I yeah. think it's going to be a they damn look, good yeah. fight. It's I think it's going to be a damn good fight. So Carlos submission knockout. I, I'm going probably decision on that one. Okay. Yeah, I'd have to agree. Uh, uh, Magny's a, a younger fighter, and I'm listening to both of you guys. And uh, uh, I think I think consistency and um, just a constant practice and and uh, working at your craft is important. And uh, the whole idea that Magny's going at it still and he's he's hungry. He's a young fighter. Um, it works in 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 his um on his side, but uh, yeah. you never know with someone with a veteran like Carlos Condit. You know the fact that he's he's been doing his thing for a while. Yeah. You still got to credit fundamentals and, and craft, and, and uh, the fact that he's doing it longer. So, like everything you guys just touched on, it's going to be a yeah. good fight. They they both uh, it should be they 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 uh, as far as stats goes and and length and, and size and a height and uh, size. Yeah, it's going to be a good fight. Yeah, I agree. I think it's going to be a good fight. And like I was saying about the inconsistency of uh, Carlos, I can see Carlos going in there and, and winning the fight. Because, again, I mean, yeah, he might lose a few fights uh, every, like, in two to three fights, he'll lose one and he'll win one and then he'll lose two more and then win another one. But I think that's what that's what that's why he's such a great fighter and he's a veteran. But with the Young Buck, uh, with Neil being only young 25 buck. fights in, uh, I'm gonna go with I'm gonna go with Magny only because again I like I like his his ranking a little bit better. Uh, he's he's younger. I think he can be able to 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 really wrestle fight uh, Carlos in the ring and to the point where it's either a decision or even a knockout. So I'm gonna go with Magny. Right on, right on. All right, the last one we want to talk about is the one I can't pronounce. Smash ten. Let's let's hear you, let's hear you try. All right, oh, wow. we got Edison Barboza, 19-4 record, versus Kabob or Kabib Nurmagomedov. Mammogram? Undefeated. Mammogram? Shit. <laughs> no. Shit. So, Barboza versus uh, Nurmagomedov. Oh, okay. Wow, you knew that one. You yeah. must have studied it. Yeah. See, Drew's those nerds where he uh, probably pronounce. He goes into Google Translator or pronunciation and like <laughs> putting all the little last names, and then it then the Google Translator like read it back to him, so he knows <laughs> he's one of those guys. But anyway, so let's look at uh, uh um, the, the eagle. There the we eagle. go. Let's look at the eagle's record because he's <laughs> uh, undefeated. You can just call him Khabib. Yeah, Khabib. Okay. You don't have to call him Nurmagomedov. I'm gonna call him the eagle. Uh, yeah, let's go with that. Yeah, that's cool. The eagle. All right, so we got the eagle straight out of Russia. Wow, straight out of Russia. Straight out of Russia. He's on a twenty-eight fight win streak yeah. right now. He's got a lot of UFC fights on his belt too. Yeah. Wow. He's been in UFC since two thousand twelve. Submission decisions, knockouts, and more submissions. So he's got an impressive record. It's never lost. Um. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So he's undefeated. That's what that means. But <laughs> well, I'm just looking at just his UFC fights. Like I don't look at his other stuff, pro pro FC and all that. I just I like to see the UFC fights here and who he's fighting, who he's up against. Uh, so anyway, so all right, so we got the Russian here undefeated, and then uh, let's look at uh, his fighter here, uh, Edson. Edson. So what are you thinking, Drew? Uh, we got another good af- uh, athlete here from Brazil. Looks like he's got uh, 11 knockouts, one submission, seven decisions. He's uh, won 19 fights, four losses. 
won his last three fights. Uh, he's been in US, UFC as well since 2000 and, oh, wow, 2010. So he's got two years more okay. than uh, the Eagle. And, a pre- and again, a, an impressive record as well. I mean, it's, this is good. So like Khabib has been out of the game a little while. Uh, even since though, March, I mean. Even though he's got. Wait, uh, you said Khabib's been out of the game? Yeah. His last fight was in November. Yeah, Khabib fought in November, I think, of 2017. Oh, wow, you're right. I'm sorry. November 2016. Yeah, you're right. Year. Thank yeah. you. Uh, you. Sorry about that. You have been corrected. Yeah. Well, we obviously know that, you know, just because you haven't fought in a year doesn't mean anything. No, but he's he's been out a year. Um, I'm curious to see what his weight's going to be tomorrow, if he's going to have problems with his with his weigh-in. Right. Um, there's rumors going around that he's not having the easiest time making weight. Wow. Um, so that may hurt him. We'll see. I don't know. I don't have an actual inside source. It's just kind of things that I'm hearing here and there. Uh, Edson Barbosa seems to be kind of surging right now, and some of his his couple of his last wins are very impressive to me. And he has been a little bit more active, not not super. I mean, you know, there's there's about a six month difference in in their from when they la- right. each last fought, right? Um, but the three guys that Barbosa beat it's last, that's, that's impressive. Uh, Pettis, Melendez, and Darush. Um, I mean, he, he lost to Ferguson. Ferguson's an interim title holder. Um, he lost to Michael Johnson. Michael Johnson's tough. Paul uh, Felder's tough. Donald Cerrone, another you know, impressive so, fighter. So most of the guys that he has wins and losses over in the last six fights are 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 guys that are, like, on the up and up all the time, like the guys that you want to watch out for. Um, I'm going to have to go... Probably with Barboza on this. Um, you know, you have a 28-fight win streak, 24-0 yeah. professional, and that's what uh, Khabib has. Eventually, you're going to lose. And when you haven't been as active as he has, I mean, it's now we're going to be going on 14 months since the last right. time he fought. That's true. And... Uh, you know, I just I don't I don't I don't see that like carrying over and being like something positive for him at at least in this. I think it's the lo- longest he's ever been out. So interesting. Well, we always know like I mean the fighter you picked for uh, for um, Carlos and Magni, um, he hasn't fought for a minute, and you picked him over the young buck. So mm-hmm. so sometimes you know obviously not fighting for such for for a while. In his case, a year. Uh, sometimes it doesn't really matter, and we've already, and for, according to you, um, right? But I mean, so what I'm what I'm talking about with uh, with Khabib is he has he has some really long breaks. Like he has a two year break in there. He has yeah. a two year break between uh, uh, the April from his third fight. Like, like yeah, you know, yeah, yeah that's April that's and April. That's two years. He he has a lot of like long breaks in yeah. in in some of these things, and I think. That has to catch up with you right. at some point. Even even with that record, Jerry, do you think that just makes that makes an impact? Because he has a great record, but yeah, you, you did notice that there are gaps between his fights, right. and uh, what does that say about him as a fighter? And yeah, that's interesting. Well, I mean, to me, to me, it kind of I'm not I'm not I'm not questioning his like integrity or his mm-hmm. like will to fight or anything like that. 
uh, I just, you know, you see, you see some of the guys that are a little bit more active and mm. you know, though iron sharpens iron, the more that you fight, the better you get. Right. And when you, when you have those big gaps, it's just like, just like in employment, you know, when you right. like, right. when you send no, your resume to somebody and they see gaps, they're Oh, what, what, what's this about? What's that so, about? so I'm looking at those gaps and those gaps are what is making me question whether he's going to be yeah, able to. Yeah, you're getting into the, the, uh, the psychological part of the, of the game because that does make a difference. It really does. It's like, it's like when you, it's that saying that old, the old saying goes, if you don't use it, you lose it. That's, it's, it applies basically it's it's a psychological thing so yeah i I could see where you're going with that is like you get into the fight and is he prepared mentally physically maybe but when you're in contact and you actually have to perform that's a little different yeah yeah so yeah that's my pick pretty simple my pick on that is barboza cool what about you jamie god just based on what i just went over right now i mean that's 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 uh Logical to me. I mean, if you're if you're not playing, it goes in a lot of sports. It's you know layoffs are are, are very uh, crucial. If you, if you're not in action, you can practice all you want, but if you're not actually you know performing or playing or or fighting another uh, a fighter, yeah, Barbosa for me. And Jannard, right. if you're gonna pick Khabib, you have to be able to pronounce his name. <laughs> I'm gonna go with the, I'm gonna go with the eagle. Because this is, I'm, I'm going to say this. This is the first time. This is the first time that I'm going to go against my beliefs of a fighter taking a couple. He's again, got a, a great record. Hey, hey, let's so, not disregard that. He's got a great freaking uh, record. I'm just confident about about the Eagle. Uh, again, I usually when I see those gaps, like I, I did it with GSP, I did it with um uh, uh, with uh, <laughs> uh, with Carlos in the in match seven or whatever. So with this one, I'm I'm I, I'm gonna go with the Eagle. I'm gonna switch it up. I think it's gonna be a great fight. Again, yeah, he's not fighting every year. He's like taking these two two year gaps. Maybe and stuff, he knows but, something we don't. Yeah, and maybe he's got something going on. Um, yeah, I'm 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 gonna switch it up. I'm gonna go with the Eagle. He's got an impressive record. Um, he's shy of one uh, more fight than uh, Barboza, and uh, I'm just you know I'm just gonna I'm gonna go with the Eagle with Let's maybe a uh, I'm gonna go with a decision. I think they're gonna I think they're gonna go all the way through the rounds. Maybe. Okay. Ooh. That's tough. Okay. Yeah, but I don't want to. I don't want to. You know, I don't know. I'm, yeah. I'm gonna go with a decision. But anyway, anyway. You know, I, I think UFC kind of screwed up on this one. Like their main event should have been something else, but yeah. you know they're they're trying to use the the drawing power of uh, Justine uh, Christine Cyborg, right? And um, screwed the pooch, huh? Yeah, yeah. I, you know, it's to me, it's not a really to me, it's not a super exciting main event. Yeah, and I'm still gonna watch it, but I'm yeah. gonna watch it more for the the undercard and uh, the the co-main and. You know the Carlos Condit, Neil Magny, and this is uh, UFC 219, uh, T-Mobile Arena, Las Vegas, Nevada. And is this going to be pay per view or is this uh, prime time or Saturday on pay per view oh, only? So we got to go to True North again, huh? Yeah, or you can watch the prelims on FS1. Oh, okay, well that's what's up. Well. I'm probably just gonna watch that weigh in from Gabby again and again and again and again. Oh my god! <laughs> as much as I wish I could say Lordy. I'm joking, I'm probably not joking. But uh, <laughs> yeah, UFC 219 this Saturday. 
Uh, big shout out, man, to uh, Jamie Big Dog uh, Chihuahua uh, uh, in the mix, man. Thanks for being on the show, man. Did you have hey, fun? Hey, man, I had fun. Thank you guys for having me. Appreciate it. Hey, try not to pull any out any more nipple rings when you're watching oh, the Gabby Garcia shit. thing. Take yeah, I know, note, right? Take oh, note. Uh, yeah, it hurt, man. Uh, I actually it didn't hurt when I. It just got a quite uh, like Feel like good, I scratched huh? my I scratched a pimple off my chest or something. Uh. But uh, for all you out out there, I uh, want to know how that shit feels. hurts. Yeah, it hurts. It's like scratching a, a a white head off your nose or some shit. Ouch. But uh, yeah, be sure to follow us, man. Drunken MMA www.narcast.com slash Drunken MMA. We also on Twitter, Instagram, uh, Facebook. Drunken MMA. I think the only thing that's Drunken underscore MMA is our Twitter feed, and we're very active on Twitter. So definitely follow us on Twitter, which is Drunken underscore MMA. And all the other things are drunken in May. And uh, we are basically... Is there anything else you want to say? Yeah, to everybody who's been a guest on our show for the last... Over the last year. Yeah. Thank you guys so much for uh, helping us out yeah. in our first year. Yeah, Love you guys. Um, we hope to follow up with every single one of you guys. Yeah. Um, if you're a fan... Be sure to hit us up on all the social medias, the Twitters, the Instagrams, the Facebooks, all that shit. Uh, we love you guys. Yeah. Have a great new year. And we will see you again yep. in 2018. Yeah, buddy. And then Happy also our one year anniversary is in April. And we'll talk a little bit more about that when April gets here. But we got, we got some good plans in store. For uh, we'll talk about it before April. We got a plan, man. Exactly, but still, it's gonna. I'm just hyping everybody up. It's April's gonna be here, like 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 that. Like it's gonna be quick. Months. So anyway, all right, guys, we are out. Out. Peace. Boom. Today's episode of Drunken MMA is brought to you by Craft Hounds. Craft Hounds delivers fresh local beer to your doorstep in minutes. For free delivery, be sure to use our promo code Narcast at checkout. For more info, visit crafthounds.com for more info. When I was 17 It was a very good year It was a very good year for small-town girls and soft summer nights. We'd hide from the lights on the village green. When I was seventeen, when I was twenty one. It was a very good year It was a very good year For city girls Who lived up the stair With all that perfumed hair And it came Undone 
when I was 21. When I was 35 It was a very good year It was a very good year For blue-blooded girls Of independent means We'd ride in Chauffeurs would drive when I was 35. Very good year 